Have you ever had a question and wanted to know clearly what the Bible has to say about it? Well, in this podcast, Bible Answers for Today's Christians, we will learn together what God's Word really says. Welcome back to another episode of Bible Answers for Today's Christians. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for being here tonight. Uh, tonight's topic um, is another good one, um, and I think a, a lot of people wonder, can you lose your salvation? Um what do I have to do to obtain it? Um, how, how much, how much works do I have to do? Um, is my will my good outweigh my bad? Um, you'll get a lot of confusion from a lot of different people who don't know exactly what the Bible says about eternal security. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight, that's our topic: Can you lose your salvation? We're going to show you from the Bible what um, God's Word says about eternal security. Yeah, I. Uh Eternal security, I think apart from uh, watering down the simplicity of the gospel, you know, where a person actually can be saved by just simply putting their faith and trust in uh, Jesus Christ as Savior. Amen. Uh, you know, anything added to that or taken away from that is very, very destructive. It's The devil is only behind that in, to keep people uh, out of heaven and on their way to hell. Uh, I think the second most destructive thing is to, uh, to the kingdom of God as a whole is to uh, get this thing of eternal security wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a kind of a quick couple of points of uh, the reasons why I say that. Say that. Um, people who aren't saved or are not sure of salvation, are not truly thankful for salvation. And therefore, they're still entangled in this yoke of bondage and not serving God. That's right. We could go to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 and talk about that yoke of bondage. The Bible says that when we got saved, we were freed from that. Amen. And if all I'm doing is trying to keep my salvation then I'm not free. And another Bible word for freedom is liberty. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, and verse 16, it talks about how we're not to use our liberty uh, for a cloak of maliciousness. We're not uh, supposed to be taking advantage of the liberty that we enjoy as saved children of God. And if you can lose your salvation, there is no liberty in Christ. That's right. And so what is this liberty? This liberty is that we are saved. And then, as the Bible teaches us, we are sealed until the day of redemption. And the liberty is that we can learn and grow and serve our Heavenly Father. We actually have the freedom to choose to bring God honor and glory with our life after salvation. The Bible says we are created for his pleasure. Our Heavenly Father doesn't get any pleasure out of us trying to work to keep our salvation. Mm -hmm. He gets pleasure out of us being thankful that we got a salvation forever 
that he's not going to take away from us uh, and that we now can use with the filling of his Holy Spirit to serve him and bring him honor and glory. Amen. So, just as Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 says that we cannot, in uh, verse 9, says we can't be saved by works, well, neither then can we keep it by works. And I don't think you're going to find anyone who is who does not believe in eternal security who is also a soul winner. That's right. They don't have anything that they want to give away. If you have salvation and you have it for good, oh, there's something to talk about, my friend. Amen. There's something to share. Uh, and so this, this one's near and dear to my heart, and I could go on, all my, uh, on my own for the next 45 minutes on this one because I've had many discussions with a lot of people, and there's so many different arguments. But I can tell you, this getting this wrong, not believing in eternal security, not understanding that you are saved for eternity Amen. is the most destructive thing that Satan has done to the church and the Christian. Right. Because just because you don't believe you're saved anymore because you sinned the next day after you got saved, well, that doesn't mean God erased your name. <laughs> you're still That's right. saved. That's right. But you're in a position now where you can't do anything for God. And that's yeah. what Satan wants. I like to do a little bit of a defining of terms. Yes. That's a good <laughs> so, idea. So <laughs> uh, he mentioned eternal security. Eternal security is actually not said in the Bible, that sure. phrase is not used. It doesn't mean that it's an illegitimate phrase because I, of that. Uh, we understand that and know what that means normally when you say it, eternal security. You are eternally, forever, sealed, secured. And what that is, the term is mentioning is that it's Christ, the everlasting one, infinite one, is, is eternally securing us in salvation that's what it means but Amen. even though it's not mentioned in the bible there are phrases that are almost exactly like it that are in there and i want to go through just a few of them um eternal life same thing eternal life mentioned 26 times in the bible eternal salvation one time eternal redemption one time and everlasting life and as it yeah. says in that old faithful verse, John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's Amen. really what we're talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. We're talking about you're going to live this life, you're going to die. But after that, you're going to spend an eternity somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus Christ out on the cross, and in doing that, he secured, he sealed us that way we could have eternal life forever. Amen. Forever. Mm-hmm. Never lost. It's not in my power. It's not in God's power to take it away either. We'll get into that a little bit later tonight. But that's just a little bit of defining of what it means, eternal security, just eternal life or eternal salvation eternal redemption, everlasting life. And there's other phrases in the Bible that allude to that same thing. 
but that's just a few of them we've been going through. And in the Bible, it is throughout the whole Bible. So when we talk yeah. about salvation, a lot of times when you talk about leading somebody to Christ, one of the first places you start is in the book of Romans. And we have something we call the Romans Road. And there's several verses that are in the Romans Road that it's easy to lead to somebody to Christ then. Mm-hmm. You can show them how to get saved. You can also show them through those same verses how they can keep how how they will be saved forever. That's a phrase we also use too in, in, in Christendom is once saved, always saved. Some people don't like that phrase. Let's go back to the word everlasting life. But you can go right. throughout the whole Bible. You can go to Matthew, you can go to Mark, Luke, John. I mentioned the book of Romans, you can go to Acts. All of these books you can go through there and there's the Mark Road, the Matthew Road, the Acts Road, the John Road, and it's just a, a saying the like the Romans Road is just a, a path you would go through through the Book of Romans to lead somebody to Christ. But in Genesis, you can lead somebody to Christ in Genesis. The Bible talks about salvation in Genesis, in Isaiah, in Psalms, in Jeremiah. You go into the Minor Prophets. You go into Book of Revelation. Salvation is throughout the whole Bible. That's right. Because it's really important to God. Amen. And we don't serve a God that partially saves us. Yeah. Right. We serve a God that eternally saves us. Mm-hmm. And we need to be thankful for that. And that's really what we're talking about tonight. Eternal security, eternal life. Um, once you're saved, there's nothing we can do to lose that. Nothing that can happen to us that will make us lose that. That's right. And um, um, maybe there's someone that uh, thinks maybe uh, that they can lose their salvation. Uh, Let me just tell you this. If there's someone who's telling you you can lose your salvation, uh, there is nowhere in the Bible where it states that you can lose your salvation. That's right. Right. There's not one verse that I've ever seen. You know, I've talked to many preachers who have been, studied the Bible for over 30, 40, 50 years, and they have never, ever heard of one verse saying that you can lose your salvation. And um, I think that the best verse for me to understand how you cannot lose your salvation, and there are so many verses, right. as Brother Brandon pointed out, the whole Bible is salvation. You can lead someone to Christ in almost any book of the Bible um, because that's what, you know, it, that that's what... It, one of the main points of the Bible is, is salvation. Mm-hmm. But can I lose my salvation? Is there a, you know, if I get saved on Tuesday and I go out and uh, I lie to someone on Wednesday, is my salvation gone because I've sinned, because I've done wrong now? Um, you know, how, can I lose that salvation? Is there a, a, pre- a premise, maybe even something even further? Maybe I killed someone after I got saved. Maybe I... <laughs> you know, uh, uh, did something wrong or, uh, maybe I went out and drank alcohol, you know, may- maybe I did something wrong that broke God's commandments, but can you lose that salvation? And I'll just say it plain and simple. No, you cannot. Right. If you have sincerely in your heart, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ to take you to heaven when you die and you have repented of your sin and you have asked Jesus for forgiveness for your sin and you have put your whole faith in your heart, and you know this, your whole faith in Jesus Christ, that is something that is saved, sealed, and forever. Yeah. No one can take that from, 
from you. You are saved. And the best verse to do that, uh, or for me, the best verse for me that I read in the Bible is 1 John 5, 12 through 13. It says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And this verse 13 here, uh, I tell these to a lot of people who say, oh yeah, you can lose your salvation. No, this verse says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. In the middle of that verse here, it says that ye may know that ye have eternal life. Now, is that temporary life? Is that something? It doesn't say you can have eternal life, but if you sin, you can lose it. You know, uh, we talked about John three sixteen, uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. At the end of the verse, does it say, "But if you sin, you lose your salvation"? No, it never says that. Uh, and the Romans wrote it never says that. And Anywhere in the Bible, it does not say that where you can lose that salvation in Jesus Christ. And, and uh, you know, what, what, would, what would a God be if we could lose our salvation? Yeah. You know, what would God be? You know, he would be someone who is just there. And by the way, if I could lose my salvation because of my sin, I would be saved on Tuesday and probably about five minutes later. Yep. Yep. I would get mad at someone, and then it's gone again. I would do something wrong. I would think something in my mind wrong. I would uh, uh, be jealous of someone. You know, we do it all the time, e- even when we don't even know it. You know, we don't even think we're sinning, even though we do sin. And I would just, it would be gone. But I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ offers that eternal security. He offers right. that peace and knowing that, you know, Jesus Christ has saved sealed you forever and there is nothing that can take that out in uh john ten twenty nine, it says my father which gave them me is greater than all yes. and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand the devil cannot take you out of god's hand right after you're saved your parents mom or dad can't do it your friends can't do it the world can't do it you are always saved from that m- moment on. And you have, and also another thing, when you get saved, you have what's called the Holy Spirit dwelling inside you. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is something so wonderful and so amazing. Because um, me in my life, you know, the Holy Spirit almost guides me. And these men can testify to this too uh, tonight. Is the Holy Spirit is like a, a friend you have that is always there telling you to do right. Showing you where to go, showing you no, do this way. No, you uh, uh, don't look at that. Uh, talk, talk uh, more, more nicer to this person. You know, and it's almost like a guiding thing. That that's what God has given us after you're saved. You know, after you've been saved, you have that Holy Spirit to dwell inside you to help you throughout your life. Because I'm telling you, uh, after I got saved, trust me, I've sinned over and over. And over, and I've done wrong after I've been saved. Right. And everyone has. Yep. There's not one person who hasn't done wrong. Mm-hmm. So if God, if God offered salvation, but he said you can lose it, no one has salvation. Right. No one would ever even have salvation. God would be up in heaven alone with Jesus, and that's it. Because everyone has done wrong even after they've sinned. We get it from Adam in the garden. You know, it's passed down from us. And, and no one is a perfect human being even after you're saved. But 
uh, if someone were to tell you that you can lose your salvation, that is a false lie. That is right. not true. You cannot lose your salvation. <laughs> and if you can show me a Bible verse that says it, I'd be willing, I'd be all ears. But I've never heard of one that says it. I've never heard a, pre, uh, a good Bible-believing preacher preach that either or, or tell people that who have been studying the Bible and know these things. But um, can I lose my salvation? Simple answer is is no. And we'll go into more depth with it uh, in this podcast here. Yeah, I think uh, I think what, you mentioned some great verses there. Another favorite of mine is First mm. Peter uh, chapter one, verses four and five. It says, "To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you." Mm. Verse five says, "Who are kept by not sinning after you got saved." Or by making sure that you ask forgiveness every day. Or, no, the Bible doesn't say that. How do we keep our salvation? We don't. It says, who are kept by the power of God. Amen. Through what? The faith that we had when we got saved. Through the faith that we put in him to save us. It says, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I think so many people that uh, miss this doctrine of eternal security and the joy that, and liberty that comes with it lose the sight of the fact that we could not save ourselves. That's right. We needed to be saved. Amen. Because we were deep in sin. And that sin required a price that we cannot pay while here on this earth. And we needed a Savior. And the people that are, are teaching and rejecting this truth of eternal security, of eternal life that Christ gives and doesn't take away, are forgetting that when Jesus died, all my sins were in the future. Amen. All of them. That's right. He paid for the sins of the whole world. That's right. Past, present, and future. And the reason I, I a reason a lost man won't make it to heaven is not because he couldn't keep it. Mm -hmm. It's because of sin. That's right. That's right. One sin. And either it was paid for by Jesus Christ and his blood, or it wasn't. Now, well, I was simplifying it too much. I'm sorry, it is that simple. Yes. It's that clear. And so which one of the sins that Jesus knew I was going to commit and he already paid for on the cross after I got saved, which one of those is going to keep me out of hell? Uh, you're not going to give God that black eye on the on the day mm -hmm. that, that we die. Mm -hmm. It's appointed unto man once to die and after this to judgment. That's right. What's he going to be judging? It's not what we did to keep it. Yeah. It's whether or not Jesus Christ paid for this man's sin. Amen. That's good. That's pretty simple. That's good. So uh, 
right along with that, man, there are so many verses that yes. talk about over salvation and, yeah. and just the different aspects of salvation. Um, and Titus, a book that Titus wrote long, long time ago. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Thank yeah. you for <laughs> In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, mm -hmm. promised. Yeah. When did he promise this? That cannot lie, promised before the world began. Yep. Before God spoke this world into existence, he promised that he would provide a salvation. He knew all this was going to end up the way it was. Right. The book of uh, Revelation was already written before this world was created. In that book talks about the Lamb's book of life. Mm -hmm. <coughs> when you're saved, you're written down in that Lamb's book of life. And no one can erase you out of that book. Because Jesus Christ is the only one that can write in that book. I, can, right. I can't erase your name. The devil can't erase your name. Listen to this verse again. We'll go back to it. In hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of our Savior. So God has already, before the world began, he had already planned on coming That's to right. this world, dying on the cross for the sins of everything, just like he said, past, present, future. If you get saved and you think you lose it, and you say, well, I'll get saved again, then you're putting Jesus, cross, Jesus Christ on the cross another time. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. If he is powerful enough in his resurrection, his death, burial, and resurrection to save from sin, then he's powerful enough to save it all. Right. Every single bit of it. Another verse, John chapter 5, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is path from death unto life. Death meaning that we are dead in our sins, our trespasses and sins before we're saved. When we get saved, we pass unto life. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats, and calves, but by his own blood, mm -hmm. he entered in once into the holy place, having a, obtained eternal redemption for us. There are some things about salvation that are just really kind of in, insane in my point of view. Mm -hmm. First of all, that I would have to go to him in faith. I kind of stand in awe of that. What, God, you don't want a hundred bucks? Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, anything you do in life, it costs you. Right. But the most expensive thing you could ever get, which is eternal life, is given freely. Now, that's amazing. That really is amazing that God would do that. He doesn't charge you anything. Right. He just says, come to me. All you that labor, come to me. He says, anyone for the whole world, come to me. And it says, the blood of goats can't do it. They did that in the Old Testament. It was just a picture of him dying on the cross shedding his blood then, but it says that he gave us, uh, let's see, he hath eternal life, uh, shall not come into condemnation. There's no, no one else that can condemn you. Jesus Christ is the only one right. that sentences people to hell, and it's only because they haven't trusted in him. Right. 
It's not because of a lack of faith after the fact. Um, so salvation is, is, just, is, is just a wonderful thing in all the aspects of it. We trust in his word and his finished work on the cross. Jesus Christ at the end of, of, of his life on, the, on earth, on the cross, he said these words, it is finished. Yes. Amen. He didn't say it can be done. Mm-hmm. He didn't say it will be done. He said it's finished. It was done. It was finished. It was taken care of on the cross. Amen. No looking back. And so he offers us that free gift of eternal life. You can't add repentance into that either. If you say, right. all right, Lord, I am sorry, and because of my sorriness, I get a chance to go to heaven. No, that's not what causes salvation. What causes salvation is Jesus Christ dying on the cross. You add anything to that, and that becomes a works. Right. That's why we have to simply go to him, trust in him, and that's what makes it so easy. And then sometimes that's kind of hard to get over. Like, that's it? That's really, that's all I have to do? Yeah. <clears throat> and after that, you... You can't, uh, you can't lose it. doesn't give us an occasion to sin either. Right. That doesn't mean that we can go out and do whatever we want. There should That's be right. a change. We've passed unto life. When you're baptized, it's a picture of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, being buried, and raising to walk in newness of life. That's what mm-hmm. we do when we get baptized. It's a picture of us becoming a new creature, casting off that old man and putting on the new. But that's after salvation. We're talking about specifically salvation, and that doesn't change for anyone. You might say, well, Jesus Christ can't save me. I've done so many horrible things. Well, that first verse I said, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised, he didn't make you as an exception then. Right. And when you get saved, there's still no exception. Mm-hmm. He saves forever. And that's a wonderful thing to think about. And that gives us a peace as we've kind of talked about. Yes. I can lay my head on my pillow and I don't have any fear for what's going to happen to me. Right. There's all kind of people that can hurt me and cut my arm off. They can be annoying or whatever. But but uh, eventually, I'm going to see my God face to face. That's right. And I'm going to spend an eternity with him. And that's just a comfort. Not to worry about working to get there. You know, there's a bunch of religions that they think they can work for it. They think they can lose it. They think they can regain it. They think they can be a better one. They think they can be reincarnated to come as something stronger. They think that, uh, that they have to do something to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Well, they can stress out the rest of their life. I'm not. Right. I'm going to rest in the comfort knowing that Jesus saves for an eternity. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I, I know in one of the conversations, or a lot of the conversations I've had, actually, one, the question uh, I like to kind of bring up is, you know, okay, let's say you can lose it. What do I need to do to get it back again? You see, not only does the Bible not say you can lose it, it, it doesn't tell you how to regain it. 
That's right. There's nothing in the Bible. So if we could lose it, that's pretty wrong, isn't it? <laughs> of a loving God to, to send his only son to die for us, to purchase salvation, if, yeah. but for a moment. Yeah. And then not tell us, uh, you know, and then you ask them that question and they have no answer. So, so how do I know whether I'm saved or not? They have no answer. And that's why it's just such an evil, uh, evil doctrine uh, to, to, be, to, to say you can lose uh, your salvation. Can I say this too, um, that you need to understand that you are uh, saved if for nothing else uh, than to be able to, as Brother Brandon said, to just be able to have that peace. Amen. Understand that, you know what, the worst thing that can happen to me is that I end up in heaven today. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, God has been so good to us to provide us that peace. He's the Prince of Peace. If you don't have peace today, he's the only person you can get, get it from. Uh, and he's not offering that peace just so he can yank it away and get you scared anytime. That's right. The confusion comes from the author of confusion. That's the devil. Mm -hmm. Doubt is a work of the devil. That's right. So there should be no confusion. There should be no doubt when it comes to the simplicity of the gospel and whether or not you're saved. Now, There have been some people in my life, even, even pastors, that have uh, gone off into some pretty deep sin. And so many times it's hard to reconcile some of that. So I think it's important tonight that we bring out the fact that, you know, what, something does happen when we sin. Even even after we're saved, when we sin, something happens. That's right. It it does not happen to our position in Christ, because when I'm born again, I'm I'm God's. I'm to them gave He power to become the sons of God. Amen. What's He do? Just banish me and 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 say I'm not His son anymore. Every time I sin, no 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 no. I'm still a son. Still saved. Mm -hmm. That's eternal. But what happens? It's this relationship mm. that he has been seeking since Adam sinned in the garden. This one-on-one, -on -one walking in the cool of the day, this uh, intimate relationship that he's been seeking and he bought and paid for on the cross that gets damaged when I sin against him. Yeah. And just as when my son disobeys and does something behind my back and that he knows I don't want him to do, many times that I've just told him not to do, there's a break in that relationship. We may have just been having a great time, having a ball, had a pizza, playing on the weed, doing, watching a movie, just having a great time, throwing the ball around. But then there's this thing that gets in the way, and it's disobedience, it's sin. 
And all of a sudden, the relationship changes. And we're, we're not father-son anymore. We're, we're now authority and, and having to deal with. So people get, uh, have a hard time reconciling what, to, what happens with our sin and why can people just get away with. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> yeah. you better have enough faith and belief in, in God the Father that he's going to be a good father. That's right. And that he expects us to obey his word. And that when we don't, the Bible says he chastises us. He says he chastens us. Mm-hmm. The ones he loves, the ones he died for, the ones that have already trusted him as Savior, he's going to chasten them. And I don't like sinning, and I don't like the chastening of the Lord, but I can tell you one of the one of the sweetest times is when, you know what, God gets on my case. It's like, oh, yeah, I know I'm his because he won't let me get away with sin. So if you're truly saved, yeah, you're going to sin. That's right. Mm-hmm. But. You know, and, and a lot of these people who don't believe in eternal security think, oh, those once saved, all these saved, they think they can get away with anything. Well, no. It's going to be paid for. There's going to be consequences. God doesn't turn a blind eye to sin just because we're saved. That's right. So it's, I think, uh, another big tripping point is what to do with that sin or what that means after we're saved. Because we do have liberty in Christ, not to sin, because that sin's going to be punished while we're here. God doesn't let people get away with that. Mm-hmm. So just understand that when you do sin, if you trust a Christ your personal Savior, you're God's son. When you sin, it, it doesn't remove your sonship. It doesn't remove your position in Christ, but it does change the relationship. And the sooner you bow your head and use 1 John 1, 9 and get forgiveness on that sin and keep that, keep that relationship clean, keep it right. Amen. Keep your heart right with God. Uh, the relationship will be what he meant it to be, and it'll be close. It'll be, it'll be sincere and, and, and intimate like he wanted it to be. But certainly, he's not casting you away. That's right. The Bible... Some of you may, may be smarter in explaining this than I am. The Bible goes a step further than just being born into the family. It says we're adopted, which is even a stronger. You go back into the Old Testament, when some, the, the, the Hebrews uh, the is, in Israel, when someone was adopted, well, I could, I could get rid of my son. I could say he's not my son anymore. But if I adopted somebody, I didn't have that right. He's mine no matter what. God compares salvation to adoption. That's forever. Amen. If I can add some testimony to that, and just something that happened in my life, I got saved when I was 12 years old. And in uh, getting saved, I started reading my Bible, started going to church, we were being faithful. But I let Satan get some victories in my life, and I backslid severely, got into doing drugs, got into um, clubbing, and just I was living a wicked life and still going to church. I think I mentioned some of this testimony in a previous podcast. But I ended up getting right, 
the Lord got a hold of my Amen. heart. Amen. Ended up going to Bible college. Amen. And um, I remember I was dealing with something, and I, I doubted. I doubted my salvation. Mm-hmm. Got a hold of a staff member, and uh, he uh, he he was wise in what he was what he how he handled what I was going through. He told me about a man, I already knew the name, but Charles G. Finney, a preacher. Mm. And Charles G. Finney was a man of God. And he was known around in his community. And sometimes people just didn't want to be around him because they were convicted around him. Wow. Sometimes people would fall on their knees and moan and groan when he was when they were in his presence because of the conviction that would fall upon them. Well, even during that, Charles G. Finney started to doubt his salvation. And he he, he struggled with it for a while. And then he got to the point, and he said, well, does God lie? Mm-hmm. Charles G. Finney was getting so close to God that he was seeing his own sin for what it really was, and it was making him sick. He was wow. becoming so sick, he was thinking... How can a God like that love a sinner like me? Mm, yeah. And this staff member was dealing with me and one of my sins. And he told me the same thing. He said, did you get saved? Did you pray? Did you, in faith, trust Jesus Christ, finish work on the cross? I said, yes. He said, well, God's not the liar. He says, don't, don't put God in that position where you're calling him a liar. Amen. You just need to trust in what God's already done. Amen. And that, that gave me what I needed. I don't doubt Amen. that anymore. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to think about it anymore. If, if anything was dependent on me and salvation, 100% it failed. But being that it's 100% dependent on God, it cannot fail. Right. There's Amen. Nothing. Amen. It's good. What can hinder us? Somebody read that verse. What can hinder us? Can principalities, can people, can things, can animals? Can Satan himself? How about you? Can you come in between yourself and God and salvation? No. Can you sin? As he just mentioned, there was a break in maybe fellowship, there was a, a hurt to the relationship, but there's never a change in salvation because God cannot lie. He promised mm-hmm. it. That's his promise to you. And take that promise and hold on to it as you can with so many other promises in the Bible. Right. Yep. But it won't change. Think about it. If God was willing to become human, to be afflicted by us humans to die the horrible death on the cross to shed his blood the bible describes it as he didn't even look like a human when he was on the cross because he was beat so severely if he's willing to go through that for you on the cross of calvary there's nothing that can stop anything else from changing that nothing that's right you know satan tried to stop it yeah even then and he would love to stop you from getting saved but he can't so we just have to simply just trust in the promise, the finished work of Jesus Christ. Before the world was created, he promised to you specifically that you would be sealed 
forever if you trust in his holy name. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good stuff. I, um, some people ask me, you know, what, what keeps me going every day? You know, what, what is my motivation to press on every day? You know, through a world of, of troubles and, you know, trials every single day and sin and overcoming sin and fighting your flesh and every single day it's a battle. You know, what, what keeps me going every day? And the one thing that keeps me going every day is eternal security. Mm-hmm. I think about it every single day. As Brother Bingham said before, you know, what's the worst that can happen to me? Die and go to heaven? You know, I, I, I you know, when I die, my, my, my uh, earthly body will stay here. My heavenly body will go to heaven. I get to live with Jesus, you know. Uh, I mean, the Bible talks about we get, go to a place of where streets are paved with gold. You know, they, they, gold there is not of, is, is as valuable to us as concrete is to heaven, you know, and and that's what they use to pave their streets there. It's so beautiful and magnificent. And, you know, it, it, it just, it just helps me understand my salvation better is that I can always rely on the fact that no matter what happens to me in the end, I get a be in a place with Jesus Christ, my Savior, Amen. because I put my faith and trust in him. And, you know, um, everyone has a choice. Everyone has that decision to make. You know, you, God, God, does not, God does not send anybody to hell. Hell was made for the devil and his, his demons. And God does not say, okay, you did wrong, you're going to hell, and I'm going to force you to go there. No. He's offering a free gift of eternal life, eternal salvation. And, you know, uh, there are some people who doubt their salvation. Even good Christians can doubt their salvation. Mm -hmm. People who have been saved for a long time, you know, and and the devil will put thoughts in your mind. and, 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 And it is the devil who does that. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to make you think, oh, you know, you're not saved. So you can't do anything for God. You, you, you committed sin, so you're not saved. You, God doesn't love you anymore. You know how right. wicked your sin is. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not excusing your sin. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not wrong. But, you know, you can always rely on the fact that when you stand before God one day, he's going to open the book, and he's going to see. He's going to see. He's going to open the book, and he's going to see Brother Bingham. And all he's going to see there, he's going to say, read to me the sins that Brother Bingham committed. And the angel's going to look on those, and he's going to say, I don't see any sin. He's trusted in Jesus Christ. He's paid, you, you've paid with it through your blood. And that is going to be such a magnificent day when we get to see that. And I don't know if that's the exact picture of how it will be. I don't, I don't know heaven. You know, I've never, never been there. So, <laughs> But, you know, it, it just, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll be there someday. But. You know, it's just a, such a, a comfort to me to know. You know, and, and you could have the alternative. Hell. Yeah. Horrible place. A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to party with my friends. I'm going to have a good time in hell. You know, who cares? I'll, I'll see you. You know, they hold up their beer can and I'll see you in, you know, H-E-L-L. You know, they, they say all these things. You know, they want to make hell act look like a, a party place. But I'm telling you, 
I'm warning you, hell is not someplace you want to go. Right. Is the last place you ever want to be. Horror, torment, darkness. The worst thing about hell is that no one even knows who you are. Even God has forgotten about you. You are a nobody, no more. You're, you are lower than the dirt and the earth. No one even knows you. You can't see anyone. You are alone. No, There's no one that loves you anymore. You are in hell. You are alone. You are all by yourself for the rest of your life, for eternity. And, you know, that's something that is a comfort to me to know that I get to live with Jesus Christ instead of burn in an eternal lake of fire. I've accepted him. God will not force me into heaven, but I accepted him in, to come into heaven. God will not force you to come into heaven. God will not say you. If you, everyone has their own free will, and if you choose to reject God and say, I'm going to do it my way, then God will grant your wishes, and you can do it your way. You can go to that place, and you can be forever without God. But God has given his free gift of eternal life. And all you have to do is accept it. He's holding the gift out. He's saying, here, you can accept this. But you have got to take that gift and accept it. And you have got to be the one, trust in Jesus Christ with all your heart. And believe on Jesus Christ. And know that your, your salvation is secured and settled. Because God does not lie, as Brother Brandon said. Amen. And that you can know that you have eternal security. It is forever settled in heaven. Your sins are all gone. They're paid for. Now, that doesn't mean don't do any sin. I'm not saying that. I'm not justifying your sin. But they're paid for. They're settled. You get to live with Jesus Christ for the rest of your life whenever you pass away. And that is one of the greatest joys that someone could ever have. have you know, what, what, what would our lives be like if Jesus Christ did not die on the cross for mm. our sins? Where we would not even be in church. I guarantee you, I would not be. Why would a loving God send me to hell? You know, I would be living it up. I would be doing whatever I want to do. But I'm so thankful that Jesus died for my sins so that I can experience life. I got a second chance. I'm the one. I'm the one who should have been on the cross. I'm the one who right. should have went to hell because of my sin. But Jesus Christ said, "No, I love you. I'm going to forgive you." And he bled and died on that cross to save you of your sin. And you can do that today. You can do that right now. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. All you have to do is say, Jesus Christ, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I've done wrong. I know that I have disobeyed you. And all you have to say is, please come into my heart and save me of my sin. Wash away my sin and take me to heaven when I die. And I'm believing in you, Lord Jesus Christ, to take that sin away and to Take me to heaven when I die. And I truly, uh, literally believe that. I'm having faith. By faith, I trust in you, Jesus Christ, to take me to heaven. And you can say that to Jesus Christ. And you know in your heart if you mean it or not. But you've got to have faith. You've got to mean that. Right. It'd be such a joy to hear from people who have gotten saved from this podcast because you heard that. So, go ahead and pray. Yeah, let's pray and ask uh, thank God for that wonderful gift of eternal life. Amen. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you so much for sending your son to pay for the sins of the whole world, even for those who he knew would reject him someday. Lord, thank you that that work is complete. It's finished. Thank you that it is eternal. 
Thank you, Lord, that we are sealed. Lord, we just ask you to help us. Ask you to empty us of ourselves and fill us with your spirit, Lord, that we might do the work that you've called us to do. We pray that you would be with uh, the folks that are listening. Lord, if there's someone struggling with doubt still, I pray that they'd reach out to you, uh, to someone uh, who can lead them in the word, to give them assurance. Lord, if there's someone who's still lost and wants to know more, I pray that you'd lead them our way as well. God, thank you so much for the work you've done in my life. Help me to get over my doubts and to make me useful for you. Lord, I'm still humbled that you would count me as a faithful person and put me into any kind of ministry. So Lord, I pray that you do that for folks that are being held back right now by doubt, by, by a belief in, in a lost salvation. I pray that you'd help them to understand from your word the, uh, the, the peace and joy that they can have and just understanding that once you give salvation, you don't take it away. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We hope this was an encouragement to you. Follow and like our podcast to stay tuned for our next episodes.